What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Oh So Insecure. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review over Issa Rae's phenomenal series. We are now into the final season, season five. Issa? Is that me? Oh, shit. Throwback me. This new look is working for us. Do you like this? And we got our braces off. Let me see them teeth. Let me see them teeth. Ah. Yeah, let me see them teeth. Ah. Show me how you eat. Ah. <laughs> Are we stupid? See on my side, baby, here's like your money, no, no, then getting paid, huh? How long did it take for you and Tip to get back back? We were fake back before we were back back. Child, the jokes I laughed at that weren't even funny. She was parched, like a shriveled up prune. Ha <laughs> prune. It's a lifelong journey, girl. I thought this panel was gonna make me feel like somebody, but all it did was remind me of where I'm not. Patty cake, patty cake, get your man. Everything is out of my control. Even with Lyft, I don't control where I go. No, I don't want to take you and your friends to Palm Springs. It's Tuesday. Have you had something to eat today? No. Are we gonna be okay? But I don't want you waiting Mom, I'm really not pressed to be dating right now. I'm just focusing on me. Well, by the time you're married, maybe your daddy could roll you down the aisle because he'll be in a wheelchair, because he'll be old, Molly. I just want to fast forward to the part of my life when everything's okay. If you knew the end was coming, how would you make the most of your time left? Now, I see you was the one playing chess, moving bishops and shit. I'm all like, <laughs> I don't know what bishops do. It's a difficult game. See, I'm a star. Look at me from afar. Hard to be down to earth when you nest in no more. How would you want to be remembered? Don't act like I'm average. My goodness, what a ride we've been on. Y'all already know when it comes to Carefree Blurred, Carefree Black Nerd, and Insecure. Woo, we have been on a wild ride. Uh, I am your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Blur, Carefree Black Nerd, of course. And use that hashtag OSinsecure when you're listening to this episode. Live tweet with me on Sundays. Um, <clears throat> shit, I was, I was, you know, in my live tweeting bag. I was getting them tweets off, you know what I'm saying? Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Carefree Blur, so you can get with me and do that live tweet thing. Man, Issa came out the bag. Swinging, she keep on swinging. Issa keep on swinging. <laughs> so this is the final season, season five, episode one, reunited. Okay. Now at her ten-year college reunion, Issa's self-doubt quickly surfaces, while Molly struggles to get out of her own head. Man, say. So I'll say this: this was a very good episode. It, uh, we start off, we kick off the whole finale of it all with the crew going back to college, Stanford. Um, I enjoyed that. I really did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, needed. Um, I really thought it was needed because we know that these folks are college friends. And when you think about something like living single, where, uh, I believe Khadija Maxine and Regine all went off to school together, we never got an episode at school and that this did it for me um i will say during the live tweet i was on my selfish um 
fan shit, and I was like, oh, we just need, you know what I'm saying, one, like, 30-minute episode of them actually in college, like, as if this wasn't enough. I was just a greedy fan, but they really did give us what we needed, and um, I don't know, I think it, you really couldn't start off the season any better. We do know that there is a two-month time jump from the events of the last season till now, and John, shout out to John Effect for John from the John Effect podcast, a, f- a friend, brother, family of the show, uh, mentioned that we're more than likely following the time, and the time jumps through Tiffany and her husband's baby, Derek, and their baby. I said, yeah, that that makes sense because last season was the same. Like, and I think the season before that was when she first got pregnant. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. Um, so yeah, I'm going to just go through the episode, tweet with me, talk to me, let's make this a conversation. Um, there was some controversy surrounding this episode, which was so silly. So everyone goes back for their high school reunion. We have, uh, Kelly, we have Tiffany, we have Derek, we have Molly, and we have Issa. So they go back, uh, feeling pretty good. People are awkward. Kelly and Tiffany haven't completely mended their rift, and Molly and Issa are in the same boat. Um, Kelly does mention that (laughs) her and Tiffany had a... They fake rekindled before they actually rekindled. And it's just, you know, Kelly is Kelly. Kelly is funny. Please put a pin in that. Um, Issa is coming back, and she's speaking on a panel of entrepreneurs from Stanford, other graduates, and, you know, imparting their wisdom onto the student body. And this episode got so fucking real, it's not even funny. Um, (laughs) a few things. So, I'll start with Issa. Now, Issa is dealing with a, what I think is just a form of imposter syndrome, where am I good enough? Like, I've done this thing, I have this business, I have the block, um, and I'm throwing these parties, but yet I'm still managing a property, uh, apartment complex that isn't mine, I'm still sweeping up after motherfuckers, collecting rent and whatnot, and to that I say, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, it was interesting to see her on a panel of, I believe, four different people. Her, some tall nigga, um, looks like maybe a Indian woman, forgive me, I could be wrong, and then another dude, I don't know, either way, everyone outside of Issa, even on the panel, seemed to have their shit together, and... Being an awkward black girl fan from way back when, from like the 2011, 2012s, this was very much that. It was very awkward, but it was very real. Um, I think a lot of us deal with some degree of imposter syndrome, especially creatives. When you get into a space where maybe you're getting paid for your work or people are looking to you for your opinion or something that clicks. And if you're not there, maybe you've been there before, but I've just... I think the imposter syndrome and this feeling of inadequacy is not foreign, especially to creatives. And so when she's on that panel and she's bombing because everyone else has these impeccable answers and they're charming and the audience is responding to them, I felt that shit. He's just like, everyone has these profound answers to like when they knew they were getting it right and 
the shit was going good and motherfuckers just, you know, knew you was the shit. And she's like, well, I don't know. I don't feel that way, you know, because I can wake up five years from now and realize I wasted all of my time. And however dark that is, it is real. You get this life where there is social capital that you get from pursuing different things or following in certain footsteps that are already laid out from the American dream or your uh, niche community's dream or whatnot. Go to high school, go to college, get uh, married, have 2.5 kids, white picket fence, good job. And when you are creative and you deviate from that kind of American dream of it all, and you risk something, you don't know, you don't always know that this is going to be that thing. Hell, with the state of the world, excuse me, with COVID hitting and quarantine and the the way we've been shook and upside down, a lot of businesses that probably would have thrived in the last couple of years have not. A lot of entrepreneurs have not. like So it's just this constant kind of battle of, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this what I'm worth? Would I do better with like a nine to five? And even if that is the case, is that um, something I should do just because it's comfortable? So all in all, like though it was very um, interesting and entertaining and cringy and whatnot, it was very real. And that's one of the things I really like about this show and this series. I know it's the same for others. I'm pretty much preaching to the choir, but let me know what your thoughts were like when you were watching or you in the future whatever when you're watching that particular scene i would like to know what were your thoughts was it just oh this is entertaining it's cringy whatever or was Issa speaking to you like she was speaking to me i have um been getting a lot from this damn show hell i got a lot from uh, molly's therapy sessions <laughs> in prior seasons um a lot of these run-ins with with different uh love triangles and whatnot i've been getting a lot from this show, this show has been speaking to me, but this hit me like a ton of bricks, and I was like, God damn, um, I love it, I love it, I love it, I am an Issa stan, um, let's move on to Tiffany and Derek, so Tiffany is an AKA, I did not remember that, um, a young lady pointed that out to me, uh, while tweeting, and she was like, yeah, her and Molly, oh, excuse me, her and Molly were, listed or presented as aka's alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated back in season one i don't remember that i'm not doubting it i'm i believe it wholeheartedly i just that part slipped my mind and i asked the time i was like well tiffany is in this pink and green like heavy like is she just coded as an aka or is she an actual aka and um everybody's like yeah nigga she's the aka where you been you know like i'm sorry i'm sorry y'all charge it to my head not my heart because my memory ain't shit so she's an aka molly is as well and i like that in this episode at stanford they bring up the black greek um life now it isn't this huge part of the episode like it's a school days movie but i do think that it's important that this has popped up especially when you're in this space where there were hardly any white people at this Stanford College, and I was like, ooh, even the extras, like, 
we ain't see them folks. So um, Tiffany and Derek are using this 10-year college reunion as a way to kind of get back to them. Because remember last episode, Tiffany was dealing with, I guess, some postpartum depression or some shit. I don't know what she had going on. Uh, honestly, because I just can't remember how they classified it. Um, but she went on a run and we had to go looking for her. We found her at the hotel. So they're using this as a way to kind of get back to them. The weekend is for them. Though you are here doing the college thing, this is your shit. This is for y'all to uh, help improve your family, your unit. And there's this not-so-running joke, but this little thing about Derek and Tiffany, Derek falling for Tiffany right away and knowing she was the one and carving their name into a tree and all this other shit. It didn't go the way I thought. What ultimately happened is they revealed that Derek couldn't find the tree so Tiffany caught him carving their name into a new tree. I, with my overly dramatic ass uh, imagination, assumed that it was going to be Derek and another girl's name carved into a tree, and that was going to be like a whole new set of issues. But I don't, whatever, I'm just I'm wired to be extremely dramatic. Years of comic book soap opera type shit and watching drama and true crime. I expected the worst, <laughs> but that was a cute little button up of their storyline um so there's been controversy on the timeline from the black greek letter organizations mainly the alpha kappa alpha sorority and the issue came from Issa's scene at the panel um at the panel tiffany molly and Kelly, I think Derek was there, were watching Issa in the panel. And you can see Tiffany in a white, was it a sweater or a cardigan, with the Alpha Kappa Alpha shield and Greek letters. Now, when I look back on it, I think it may have just been the letters, but possibly the shield. So the controversy came in where there was a young lady online, and she wasn't the only one. This is just the one that was a bit more... Um, that I saw that got a little bit more attention where there was a young lady who said something like at Easter, like added Issa Ray, like you, uh, you can't have this girl in my, um, organization shield and letters. And, um, y'all need to take this down right now. I don't want to see this again. So it's pretty much just showing her disgust and disdain at, uh, Kelly, I'm sorry, uh, Tiffany wearing those letters. Okay, so I am of one particular mind, but kind of a few. Um, I grew up with, probably like a lot of you all, especially being from the Midwest, with black Greeks in my family, and even like friends of family and whatnot. So I learned pretty early on about the Divine Nine. I learned about those organizations. And long story short, the very fact that this HBO series, not this is not a web series, this is not some indie project, this is a web, this is a series um, that's been on for five years, has depicted two characters as being a part of this particular sorority and now have blatantly in the fifth season expressed 
expressly shown them visually being coded not only just in saying oh i'm part of such a but showing them in the paraphernalia um you can't just do that without permission now if this was some web series that someone threw together with their iphone and their uh, personal camera and they made a thing then there's an argument for that it's like oh jennifer is making this series and jennifer went to spelman and jennifer's an aka so she just put some of the girls in some of her clothes this is a show a cable slash streaming show that would have had to license that likeness like i don't and i'm not affiliated with any of these greek letter organizations but i feel like a simple kind of use of critical thinking would let you know that this is not this is make-believe so the thing is amanda seals who plays tiffany gets a lot of you know ish depending on how you feel it could be rightfully so it could be unrightfully so all that aside i bring that up just because a lot of people do not like that woman they do not like that actress um she went online i think maybe on tiktok or maybe just created a video um explaining to the population at large i am amanda i am not a soror is what she said she said tiffany the character that I play, however, she is a member of this sorority. I am an actress who plays Tiffany, who is in this sorority. And I was like, did she really have to... And it really was fucking with my head because I am... I'm grown. I'm of an age where people much younger than me, 10 years younger than me, can look physically older just by their size by their physique by their facial hair and then on the flip side the um women can just you know again by the way that you're built and you know you having kids and different positions that you're in in your own life you can look like we're the same age or you could be older so i just assume that people know the things that i know and i know that's not you shouldn't do that but god how in the hell did you think and speaking now specifically to that young lady from the initial uh post did you really think that Issa ray was like hey let's make tiffany an aka but let's not tell anyone let's just put her in these uh legal trademark paraphernalia and just hope that nobody says anything i was like this is uh awfully weird she would have gotten express permission to do that it's the same thing with music you can't just throw music onto a show when it's not your like i could just put a beyonce uh record on a show that i'm doing without the permission of beyonce i was like this is this is strange and so one guy pointed out (laughs) to that young lady you graduated college in 2003 you're grown enough that you should know that this is how this operates and there was a whole lot of discourse about it i just wanted to bring it up because it's so odd to me um and amanda said something that i wasn't never crossed my mind because a lot of you guys get reality tv show mixed in with tv not understanding that those are two totally different things they're not the same and when she said it in the video i was like oh no this is silly but no that has been a lot of the comments is that folks don't understand that reality tv quote unquote like the housewives and you know blacking crew and all that other shit is not the same as tv that's scripted and i was like is that where we are? I am so out of touch. It is frightening that people 
believe this. Then there were other uh, black Greek letter organization uh, members who were like, if you actually paid your dues and went to meetings, you would know that blah, 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 whatever. And I was thinking like, you shouldn't have to do that. I am not affiliated. I don't have to pay dues or go to meetings because I'm not in any of these groups. And it only makes sense to me that this would be licensed. So I'm going to step back from this conversation. I just thought that was awfully silly that you would think that Issa was like, fuck going through the proper channels. I'm just going to put the, like, I'm sure she probably could have been sued or something if that... I don't know. Strange. So strange to me. Um, but yeah, so that was the controversy around uh, Tiffany slash Molly, mainly Tiffany, being in an organization that actually exists. Um, and then one last comment. There was a girl who said something, and I should have wrote these tweets down. I don't remember these people's names. But she said something to the effect of, like, why are you upset at this when you would want... Wouldn't this be like free publicity for you? Now, I'm not one to say that you can't be upset because this is your process you went through. There's a lot of people saying, hey, I went through hell to get these letters. I crossed these burning sands. I did blah, blah, this, that, and the third. And I think that's absolutely valid. However, your organization's leaders have decided that it is okay for this likeness of this organization that you represent to be affiliated. So, so my whole thing is you're mad at the wrong person you should be mad at your organization if that's the case this has been a whole thing for years on different shows and whatnot like k michelle i believe is a delta and it was a whole thing with her all that being said it's like please calm down this is a television show and if you have a a issue with it take it up with the appropriate people um yeah folks are really comfortable talking shit online and i know isa is so happy this is the last season because i'm guilty of it as well like oh isa i wish we had hour-long episodes and that's been the extent of my shit talking for lack of a better term but like golly the stuff that people oh i don't know after this simple ah yeah whatever so let's move right along to another aka let's go into molly so molly uh is you know coming off a breakup she lost her best friend got her back and molly's in this space where she (sighs) unsure she's unsure uh the super trailer for the uh season shows you know some growth she get do the big chop cut her hair off and some other stuff and while she's back and i don't know her and derek are talking to two guys two uh you know handsome dark-skinned guys one thing i love about this show is all of the beautiful black people in varying shades colors body types affiliations and everything oh my goodness let me tell you these motherfuckers look good so she's uh they're all talking and like oh yeah um you know, the Omega smell like ass going to their parties. It was always smell like ass up in there and this and that. And that was another part of the Greek discourse where it was like, if anybody should be upset at the portrayal of them on screen or in affiliation with this show, it would be the cues. But <laughs> whatever. That aside, Derek and one of the young men walks away and they leave Molly with, uh, what is this man's name? Big old forehead dude. Uh, is it Omari? I think it is Omari. Yep, Omari. So he says, Derek says, Omari's divorced now. He walks away. And it's their way of like pushing Omari and Molly together. They are a very beautiful couple. Um, 
a pairing rather not couple because they're not together he's just got over divorce she's dealing with her shit and while she's like processing this and talking with him and talking with east and everything they come her concern is like okay this nigga just got divorced did she leave you did you cheat what did you do blah whatever and i think things are all valid issues to be raised especially when you're dealing with somebody who you've dealt with before or even if you haven't when you know what you want in a relationship. So with this guy, they, Omari and Molly were falling to the purpose as fuck buddies in college. And it's set up where Molly wasn't really pressed over him. Molly was just going with the flow, kicking it, doing her own thing, and him and her crossed paths. And that's what it was. But now, with the state of her life from the last couple seasons, it's like, man, this nigga here is attractive. You know, he may have issues. I have mine too. Am I getting too obsessed? Should I stay away? And I thought that was very, that was a good, um, good, good, uh, how do I say words? Words mean things. That was a good story piece, for lack of a better term, for her, because you are a woman of a certain age, and she even says it when her and Issa, like, talk it out. She's like, I thought I had more time. You know, I, no, because Issa's like, you went with the flow, you knew what the fuck you wanted, you did what you did, you didn't, you was never sweating him, he was always sweating you, and she's like, yeah, but that's back then, when, you know, I had all the time in the world, and Issa comes back, like, why why the fuck don't you now, just because we're, what, in our, what are they, uh, 30s, early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, like, we still have, you know, all this time, living the moment, blah, whatever, and I was like, yeah, that's, ah, I just, I like, Every theme that was given out this episode, every uh, little nugget of wisdom, every like every, this whole episode, and and I've separated myself from the nostalgia and the excitement of oh it's the final season oh I'm so um, happy it's back oh I'm sad it's leaving like but no everything on its surface is is good there weren't any terrible moments there was a bad moment. Um, and I'll speak to that here, where Molly and Issa in college were part of a rap group with, I think Kelly was included, but there was another girl, and I forget her name, but she was, you know, a little hood. They hated her because she left school early to go dance with Sierra, and they kicking it, and I'm into it. I'm like, okay, I like her. She a little bit more hood, a little bit more ratchet than everybody else. You know, she stand out, but I like her. She cool, and in my head, I'm like, okay. This is season five. Issa's shaking shit up. We get a new character who's really fun. And it's a retcon because it's someone from their their past uh, who could be the glue to bring everybody back together. Everybody being awkward and shit. You know, we're going to get this hood, girl. I can't wait. So they uh, talk shit at the, at the, the reunion. They're hanging out more. So while they're on their way to a party... She's like, you know what, let's pregame. Because, you know, wherever they're going, whatever event it is, you know, they drinks be watered down. Like, all right, we finna go to the liquor store, get us some liquor, the pregame. Molly, Issa, and this girl go into the liquor store, pick up liquor, walk outside, and get robbed. <sighs> this light-skinned man with this gun yelling at them, robbing them right at the front of the store, at the front door. Everybody's kind of freaking out. Homegirl is really freaking out. Molly's like, hey, girl relax, like, just, you could take whatever you want, get this, let's just get this nigga with this shit, what he want, so we can go. Why well, it turned out that this chick and this robber are, like, together, I don't know if they're, like, dating, or just cool, or whatever, but 
she set them up to get robbed. And this is like as terrible as that situation was. It is the catalyst that really brought Issa and Molly closer. She brought them together. Like, they're commiserating over being robbed. And this fucking funny situation that's come out of it. It's just like, man, Issa and her team are really doing something amazing with this show. And I'm so sad that it's the final season. But, like, I know she's going to have more stuff coming. So, I'm excited for whatever that is. But that moment, it was just like... This is good on a technical level. Because even if, let's say you don't like the series, you think it's stupid. You watch this episode and you can feel and sense the rift between Molly and Issa for the first half of the show, of the episode. And that event there, and then seeing them reconnect in the backseat of Tiffany's car, it's clear, like, you can see these actresses are doing what the fuck they need to do, but, like, the directing, all of it, the editing, everything... Man, I don't know. This shit was good. This was good. Good as the motherfucker. So, yeah, she was, <laughs> Issa said, I knew I hate that bitch. <laughs> I'm like, this is unfortunate, but hell, you know, shit, it's life. It happens. And it was raw, and we got a interesting scene out of it, and it was a necessary scene, because hell, now the gang's back together. All that being said, I want to end the review on this. Kelly is a character who I have enjoyed from day one. I've seen a lot of myself in Kelly being that funny friend. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. I know I am funny, especially in my friend groups and circles and whatnot. Y'all see the tweets I'll be getting off. That being said, Kelly has been, has teetered like the, and this isn't even, how do I put this? Kelly has at times been that fat, funny friend. That has not been all that she's been. She's also had situations outside of those, I don't know, stereotypes. But looking at the group as a whole, that has been the role she's occupied as that fat, funny friend. And as just being the funny friend, too. The fat doesn't have to be part of it. I say all this. Kelly's riding in the car with Derek and Tiffany. She comes to the reunion with them. She doesn't get a name tag because the girl at the front desk or whatever reception area doesn't have one. Um, Ultimately, we find out Kelly has been killed. Like, someone has, some kind of way, killed off Kelly. So now, looking through the, like, yearbook or the anniversary book or whatever, there's a picture of Kelly from... I'm assuming this is a picture of the actual Natasha from college days. Because this is, like, a MySpace-ass picture. Um... But it's 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 like an obituary. And Issa's like, yeah, you know, I got a call from the school and asked me to say a few words about you. And she said something, and she laughed. But they put the actual laugh in the... It's, it's silly. So the whole joke is that Kelly has been killed. So Kelly is part of this episode. She's walking around. She's saying shit. She's hanging out with everybody. But what, what happens is her insignificance, I'll say, is so loud behind this obituary of this killing of Kelly. Like, she was in the band. She said she went to the band, um, and there was no tribute for her like she thought there would be. Um, there's the bullshit in the in the school book about, oh, she, the Easter quote where she laughed. And then they go to a little kind of party event 
within the reunion weekend. And they put a picture of Kelly on the screen and like the comments were like, oh, she had the stankiest of stanky legs or something. And everyone's like, it's played as a joke and it is funny in the moment, much like the robbing of Issa and Molly. Kelly is not happy about this, of course, because she's dead. She takes it as an opportunity to kind of look in on how people view her and whatnot. And when the girls are riding to the liquor store, they comment about Kelly and her being dead. And she said, okay, this shit isn't funny. Like, I'm one, not even getting the reception, a respectful reception from these people where I thought I was somebody important. And these motherfuckers have killed me off. And she's visibly upset and she's pissed off and everyone is still making light of this which in a friend group you know the shit change sometimes you got inappropriate jokes or whatnot but i say all of this to say i felt kelly so bad so much to the 10th degree like the being that funny friend or that person who is funny and who has to deal with that being your defining character trait to the point where if you're not having a good day or let's say you're not you're having a great day you're just not in the mood to shuck and jive for these motherfuckers and all of a sudden you're the problem there's something wrong with you i am speaking from personal experience i have a lot of experience with this particular type of carrying on and it has been annoying it has been aggravating like no other it has been so fucking frustrating in this show, they've gone to the wild extreme of killing off Kelly, but it happens all the time. Like, the motherfucker who you take for granted because, oh, they can tell a couple jokes and have you on your ass, they're effortlessly funny and whatever else. It's like, no, these motherfuckers go through shit too. And to be as clear, take my own personal feelings and experiences out of it, this woman has been killed by her college. That's nothing to laugh about. That's something that should be rectified. Why would you want to prematurely kill this girl? And even if it is a mistake, which is a weird-ass mistake, because you would think someone would take the extra step to make sure that they located an obituary for this girl or something to verify that she is actually deceased, um, when, at the very least, she's a possible donor as a graduate. So you would want to know. And that's very a terrible way to think about it. All that being said, it was so fucking frustrating watching... Kelly on screen deal with this dismissal of her pain like because I'm not bubbly and smiling and give you these jokes and making you and entertaining you like a fucking court jester my other emotions are unimportant had this have happened to any one of these other characters there would have been hell to pay there would have been drama there would have been falling out on the goddamn floor there would have been like there would have been so much more legitimacy given to them than was given to kelly and this isn't a critique of the show like the show is terrible i think the show is doing a good job at getting that um situation out there and it is very real but just know if this would happen to molly or tiffany or Issa, that it would have gone an entirely different way we still probably would have got our jokes off but Again, centering on Kelly, who is that funny friend, who is, shit, the one that's your fucking comic relief. It's like, God damn, I've been there, Kelly. I've been there countless times. And not only with friends, but also with fucking jobs. And, ugh, it is, it's upsetting. It really is. So, 
I was in my feelings for that. Um, just because it was like, God damn, this happens. And then I'm not a black woman, you know, so put even that on top of it. The, oh my God, it, whatever. So I'm going to take a step back. Listeners, let me know, have you ever been in that Kelly situation? Maybe not this one where someone's killed you off, but being that funny friend. Or even if you're, well, no, let's keep it the funny. Well, hell no, even if you're just a supportive friend. And, you know, folks fall apart on you all the time and you give them advice and all this other shit. And then when your life is halfway falling apart, there's something going on and you need a little bit of, you know, assistance or um, support and it's not there. Like, what the fuck? So out of all of the kind of situations and arcs tonight, I think Issa dealing with that kind of aimless, I'm going in a direction, not sure if it's right. And Kelly with the uh, killing off of Kelly and the not being supported as the funny friend, those two really struck a nerve with me. And I think I am very impassioned and I have ideas and thoughts about it, but I don't want it to seem like this was a terrible episode because it definitely was not. It was really good and I enjoyed it all from start to finish. I just like the themes that we are uh, playing with now because woof. This was some heavy shit. And it still happened. It ended lighthearted. It was a very lighthearted ending. Um, everyone ended up at a diner where they had a mm, faux funeral for Kelly. Everyone said some nice words. We found out Derek was carving a name in a tree. Um, Molly got word that when they didn't make it to the party last night, Omari was looking for her. Issa gave her that pep talk. And she's like, hey, you know, we can li- we live in the moment. We don't have to wait around or plan so hard. We can enjoy our life. Um, then finally, everyone goes home, Issa gets off a plane, and there is Lawrence. Lawrence to pick her up and drive her home. They didn't share too many words. They talked about the moon, and he asked if she wanted something that I believe is, like, native to California or L.A., some restaurant. And she's like, no, they're probably closed, you know, but they still send me, I don't know, alerts, text messages or whatever. It was, it was an awkward, cute and I like that they handled it this way, because I know we're going to get more into it later on in the series. But Lawrence dropped her off, got out the car, and was essentially asking, you know, do you want me to come up? Without so many words. And Issa looked at him damn near in tears and was like, I've been thinking. And, you know, she didn't even have to finish her thought, because he's like, yeah, I, you know, I get it. I understand. You are having a baby with Condola Rice. You know, with condensed milk. And what am I supposed to do with that? Where do I fall in that? She didn't say any of this, but it's inferred. Like, where does she fit in in this life? So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on this series, this season. Um, I do love <clears throat> that every black person <laughs> has taken the Tony Childs route and will not call Condola by her name. I've seen condensed milk. I've seen Condoleezza. I've seen... Uh, cocaine. I've seen so many other names, and you just know they're talking about condola. It's <laughs> like canola oil. Um, I love that for us. <clears throat> so, this is going to be an interesting se- season, the fifth season, the final season. This is going to be interesting. I am. I'm looking forward to it. It's ten episodes. Um, I'm going to get some guests on here to talk that shit with me. This has been interesting. So let me know, listeners, is this, was it bittersweet? Are you sad? Are you happy? Is it like, eh, I like the show, but, you know, it's ending, whatever it is, what it is. Let me know what your thoughts are. Um, 
let me know let me know let's let's make this a conversation y'all know how i do let's make this a conversation check me out on twitter carefree blurred use that hashtag os insecure and uh you know say let's keep this conversation going let's talk our shit y'all soundtrack music is fucking phenomenal like as it always is when it comes to east and her project um wardrobe was great cinematography was a beautifully shot episode as per usual um all in all i liked it and i had a tinge of sadness maybe once or twice where i was like oh this is really the end and it fucked me up because i knew this was the final season i was a little like oh man it's the final season but i'm also like there's so much media out there and Issa raised this big name she's going to do more but like right within the middle of this episode i really felt sad like damn this is it and I don't know what the fuck gonna happen next. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Um, hit me up on Twitter. Carefree Blurred is the handle. Carefree Black Nerd on all other social media. If you want to get a voice memo off, you want to get some thoughts off, some some mail uh, that's longer than tweets will allow, hit me up at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Use like OS Insecure as the subject or something. Something to let me know what this is about. Um... Yeah, any predictions? That's what I really want to know. What do y'all think is going to happen this season? Um, Kiki Palmer's in this goddamn season. I saw her in the super trailer. I want to know who she playing and what's what. You know, um, yeah, so give me some thoughts. What are you guys thinking? And, man, I don't know. Catch me Sundays, live tweeting this shit. And then, mm, I'm trying to think. I want to say that I'll be uploading on maybe Monday or Tuesday. We'll figure it out because... It is jam-packed. This fall television season, coupled with um, my podcasting uh, quarter, coupled with, like, work stuff, like, shit is all over the place. So make sure that you come back, follow me on those social media so you can get the, the heads up for when shows is coming out. And also... Check me out on YouTube, on Carefree Black Nerds YouTube. I will be doing the 4400 reboot with all the black folks. I will be doing a live review with my co-host, Robert Jeffrey II, over our 4400 uh, recap show. So if you're into science fiction shit, uh, check me out over there. So until next time, guys, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay, I don't know, ahead of the curve? Stay with the friends who love you. I don't know. Just stay original and authentic. (laughs) All right.